Support for this episode comes from Blue Marble Investments. They offer fiduciary investment advice focused on carbon-free portfolios that address climate change and build a more sustainable future. Blue Marble is located in downtown San Luis Obispo or online at bluemarble.com. Welcome to Agenda Breakdown, a podcast that explores how cities make decisions and how you can have a say. I'm Kim Bishop, and today we're going to talk about how San Luis Obispo is spending your money. The City of SLO sets its budget every two years in a process that includes public workshops, community surveys, and lots and lots of meetings. The current budget is due for a scheduled checkup at the City Council meeting on February 15th. City officials will look at how the funds are being spent and how much additional money has come in and decide if any changes are needed. Here to help us understand what kinds of changes we may see is City Manager Derek Johnson. Welcome, Derek. Thank you, Kim. Great to be here. So for starters, how much money are we dealing with? How big is San Luis Obispo's budget? The budget for the current fiscal year is about $176 million for all of our funds. So that includes our water, our wastewater, our parking, and what we call the general fund. And that's how we fund most things that citizens come to enjoy, whether it's parks, police, fire, et cetera. And how that funding gets allocated, I know, has to do with this process that starts with city staff and council asking community members how they want to prioritize that money. So what were the top priorities in this past cycle and how is that reflected in the budget? Great question. The community is very interested in housing and homelessness. They're interested in fiscal sustainability. They're interested in economic recovery, addressing climate change, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Those were all top priorities of our community. And in terms of the money that is uh, the starting point, is that static or is there additional money that can come in after the process is launched? We have a process that is based upon best practices where every quarter we go to the city council and we give an update on how our expenses are going and how our revenues are going as well. And so this is our second quarter check-in, what we call our mid-year report. And the mid-year report really is a great snapshot and it's a time to make adjustments based upon the trends that we're seeing. Quick technical question. It's on the agenda as the mid-year review, and it is February. So does this mean the process is going to take a while, or are we working with a different kind of timeline? The city operates on a fiscal year basis. So our fiscal year is different than the calendar, the Gregorian calendar year. So it's July 1st through June 30th. So our fiscal year began on July 1st, 2021 and ends on June 30th, 2022. And so the midpoint was just this past January. We collect all of that data and information about expenses and revenues, and then we report it about 45 days later to the city. Council. So at this meeting, what will city staff and council members be looking at when they're doing this review? So we've got, you know, a few things we want to share is that, you know, COVID-19 impacts have been top of mind uh, for our concern of our community. The budget adjustments that we're making really sustain our operational levels while balancing the demands of inflation and service for the community. So really what we're looking at is opportunities to advance some of the major city goals that the community put forward. We're also looking at preserving and reimagining services because we know out of 
COVID-19. We've seen challenges that we've never experienced before. And then we're also addressing emerging community needs. And so those are the, you know, the ways that we're able to do this. And the great news is that the city weathered the pandemic very, very well. Our expenses are on track and on budget and our revenues are exceeding forecasts. So we're seeing a much quicker recovery in our tourism, in spending at local shops and at restaurants, in property tax growth. Growth across the board has been much faster and higher than we anticipated. So does that mean there is extra money to figure out how to spend in this budget? It does mean that. And so we're going back to the city council with a combination of what we call one-time funding. So that's, you know, savings we had from last fiscal year. And then at the same time, we've updated our forecasts. So we work with economists to forecast what the budget's going to look like for the next couple of years. And those numbers are bigger as well. And so in total, we're looking at about a $20 million change to our budget. So it's a combination of one-time dollars that we're proposing to allocate towards things like bridges and bike paths and parks and amenities in our community. We're looking to stabilize and augment services and support for homelessness. We're looking to advance infrastructure that's vital to our downtown. We received a request from the Slow Repertory Theater to help advance their project to build a community theater. And so the staff is recommending an allocation of funding as a challenge grant to their capital campaign. And so we're also going to be taking some steps to address also at the same time, really a very constrained labor market. And so we know that it's very tough to find and attract employees. And so at the same time, we're setting aside some dollars to make sure that the city is a competitive employer moving forward as well. Where can people go to see the list of recommendations that the staff has made? And is that a set list or can people also weigh in with their own ideas and requests? It's available at www.slowcity.org. And if you go to the city council page, you can find meeting agendas and you can download the packet. The report in total for this mid-year report is about 100 pages. But if you look at the staff report, which is four pages, you can essentially get the essence of what staff is proposing. And then the opportunity to give input to the council is there's multiple ways to do that. You can write a letter, you can write an email, you can send in a voice message. So if you don't have time, you can record a voice message. You can record a video and send that in to the city clerk. Then as an alternative, you can show up to the city council meeting. And currently we're doing those remotely because we're paying attention to the current pandemic. The most important priority, I think, an area for the community to understand is that all of the recommendations that are being brought forward squarely align with the you know, tremendous amount of input that was given to the city council back in February of 2021 during the development of the budget. So these aren't new ideas. It's not a departure from the community's priorities. It's really staff's way of looking at how we can augment and further support the needs that the community identified. That's an important point. So it's not starting this whole process from the beginning. It's just making an adjustment based on the priorities that were already defined at the beginning of the process. Thank you so much, Derek. I sure appreciate your time. It is always a pleasure talking with you. Yep. Always great talking to you. Take care. 
time for today's action item. You can find the agenda with the city staff's recommendations at slowcity.org slash agendas. That's agendas, plural. So remember, those budget decisions have to align with the major city goals that Derek Johnson mentioned. Quick refresher, those goals are economic recovery and fiscal sustainability, diversity, equity, and inclusion, housing and homelessness, and climate action, open space, and sustainable transportation. I will link to those in the show notes so you can learn more. And of course, once you've done that and you have your ideas for how this um, budget should be adjusted, you can email city council, call, video, or show up to make public comment on the virtual meeting on February 15th. Here's a bonus item for you. A news organization called Cal Matters made this great game to help people understand how budgets work and how these decisions are made. So you can Google Cal Matters budget surplus game, and you'll be taken to this website where you can choose how to allocate California's different spending options. And it's a fun way to get a sense of what this decision making process is like. Today's episode was produced by Francisco Martinez with music by Wes Bishop. If you like the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kim Bishop. See you next time on Agenda Breakdown.